0: I'm Alan Kirk, and we want to welcome you to today's episode of The Word,
1: and I am Richard Britton, and our word for today is legacy. Well, Richard, I've got the definition
0: for our word of the day today, and I'm not using Miriam. Okay. I'm using Oxford. You got me hooked on Oxford now because (laughs) they seem to be a little more accurate, or at least geared towards... Um, you know, what we're talking about. But let me give you the definition of legacy. Um, Money or property that is given to you by someone when they die. Well, that's a physical legacy, I guess, that you leave, like homes, cars, jewelry, that sort of thing. It's also meaning a situation that exists now because of events, actions that took place in the past. And I'll give you a couple examples, like future generations will be left with a legacy of pollution and destruction. Oh my. See, oh. we're leaving a cultural legacy to the world <laughs> and to our nation. Yes. Or the problems were made worse by the legacy of centuries of neglect.
1: Oh my, it's showing a correlation between uh, our actions and the consequences, isn't it? Correct, okay. correct. And here's another. Something that somebody has done successfully
0: and that has Mm. positive effects even after they retire or die. For example, she was an active anti bullying campaigner, and after she died, her family set up a charity to ensure that her legacy lives on. How wonderful. So today, We're going to talk about two different kinds of legacies. And we're going to contrast, hopefully. We can do Mm -hmm. this successfully. (laughs) But we leave legacies behind for future generations. Mm. um, To our family, to our culture, to our society. We're leaving a legacy, whether we believe it or not. Yes. Good or bad. It's in our definition. Yes. So what we're going to attempt to do today is, is I'm going to talk about the Old Testament and how it applies kinda like or correlates to today and then you've got an awesome example of today and how it actually works in today and what this legacy that we're gonna you know we're talking about leaving behind to our children so let's go through and talk about how we teach our children and you know this this is probably a standard for for everybody, I mean, we all know Proverbs 22, 6, you train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Mm. So what that's implying mm. for us today is, is whatever we're teaching our children today, whether it be in schools or in our homes, we're leaving a legacy behind of what we're teaching them. Now, i got a perfect example coming to you from the Bible, all right? It's in Deuteronomy 6, and I may not end up reading all of it, but it's Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 25. And this is where uh, Israel's legacy is promised by God. Hmm. And... According to the commentary that I wrote about Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy is also the crown jewel of the Pentateuch that lays out clearly God's expectations from his people, whom he redeems, that is a life of obedience. So, Hmm. God is laying out what it takes to have a good inheritance, what God's expectations are for leaving a good legacy for his people. Because The Jewish Israel was his chosen people. He obviously wanted them to do well, which they didn't do. But (laughs) he was laying out the guidelines for what it took. And it it takes obedience in order to uh, have a good um, legacy to follow behind. So let's read, starting in chapter 6 of Deuteronomy. Uh, verse 1 now this is the commandment the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you and he's talking about Moses right Moses is talking to the people Mm -hmm. okay that you might do them in the land where you are going over to possess it now I want people to think about that first verse because really Like Moses, you have preachers, pastors, ministers, you have teachers, you have people today that are telling you what God's commanding us to do, the statutes, the judgments, which the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you. Mm -hmm. We are literally commanded by God as teachers, pastors, and ministers, Mm -hmm. as well as being burdened, to teach people that they might do them in the land where you are going to possess it. Now, in Moses' time, he was talking about the land of milk and honey, right? Yes. A physical place. Yes. In our terms today, we're talking about a spiritual place, which yes. is heaven. Right. So we still have that commandment today to follow the same exact thing. All right. Verse 2. So it is relevant. Oh, it's absolutely. not It's not. <laughs> It's not just something that happened in history. It's relevant Mm -hmm. today. All right, verse 2. So that you and your son and your grandson might fear the Lord your God to keep all of his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Mm. So even Moses receiving, you know, the telegram from God, Mm. teach your people, right? Yes so that you have a good legacy to pass on. Number three, O Israel, you should listen and be careful to do it. I could easily say, O United States or O world, You should listen and be careful to do it, that it may be well with you and that you may multiply greatly just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm. If God is consistent, if he's eternal, he's going to be the same 2,000 years ago as he is today. If you read it in the Bible, he's the same today as he was yesterday, as he will be tomorrow. So what you read is truth. And he has promised. And I know this sounds like it's in the context of, oh, Israel. But like I said, he could easily say, oh, United States or oh, Brazil or oh, South America or oh, Russia. I mean, he could be saying the same thing. And in verse four, we know this. You know, we've heard this before. Hear, O Israel, the Lord God, uh, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words which which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. and mm. he, by the way, also repeats this in Deuteronomy eleven eighteen through 21, just to show the importance of it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, verse 7, you shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when
1: you rise. So do you think he wants to talk about God and his commandments and judgments all the time? It's apparent he wants that before. Everyone's eyes all the time. Yes, yeah. so we
0: don't forget. So yeah. we don't, you know, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. That's <laughs> why you see the Jewish, uh, rabbinical Jews with that little box on their head to <laughs> yes. remind them. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to have God in the forefront of mm-hmm. our mind, yeah. just like those boxes are on the rabbinical Jews. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we need. To keep being reminded of this. You Mm -hmm. shall write them on the doorposts of your house and your gates. I mean, he's really emphatic about this. Mm -hmm. And then verse 10. Then it shall come about when the Lord your God brings you into the land, which he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you great and splendid cities, which you do... uh, which you did not build Hmm. and houses full of all good things which you did not fill and hewn cisterns cisterns, which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant and you eat and are satisfied, then watch yourself that you do not forget the Lord who brought you from the land of Egypt, captivity, Mm -hmm. out of the house of slavery. You shall fear only the Lord your God, and you shall worship him and swear by his name. Now, don't you think Moses was saying, look, this is the same God that saved you and is giving things to you freely that you didn't even turn a hand to create. I'm giving my children
1: this like we didn't help build heaven, right? no not at all God is giving us heaven for free Yeah, things we didn't build or have a hand in building he's giving it to us okay there's the other application of it all right verse
0: 14 you shall not follow other gods any of the other
1: gods of the people who surround you now what are the other gods oh nowadays there's many uh, efforts on. there are things in this world that distract and uh, vie for our attention And those can literally become gods. In their day and age, there were gods like Baal and Moloch and... uh, uh, Astaroth. There were other gods right. that they would literally worship over uh, the living God, the true God. Right, and the the land that they
0: were going into. Of course, if you read on the Bible a little yeah. bit further, we know that that's who they were in the lands. Yes. you know, they, that's why they didn't want the Israelites intermarrying. But yeah. here's my point with this about other gods in today's application. It might be the god of money. It money. might be the god of um, pleasure. You know, drugs or pleasure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it might be the god of uh, um, Hinduism or other religions, or you know, there there's only one and only God. That's why Moses said, "Love the Lord your God." Yeah, yeah. You know, with all your heart, mind, and soul, because He is the one true God of yeah. the universe.
1: Yes, there are other entities that people worship. And uh, they're represented by idols, but the only true and living God is the the Lord God, the Father of our Savior, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And in verse 14 to 15, he tells us that for the Lord your God in the midst of you is a jealous God. Yeah. You know, otherwise the anger of the Lord your God will be kindled against you and he will wipe you off the face of the earth. Hello? That would wake me up. That's
1: (laughs) staggering to think about that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When your son asks you in time to come, saying, "What do the testimonies and the statutes and judgments mean, which the Lord our God commanded you?" Then you shall say to your son, "We were slaves to Pharaoh in the Egypt and brought mm-hmm. us from the Egypt, uh, us from Egypt with a mighty hand. Moreover, the Lord showed." great and distressing signs and wonders before your eyes against the Egypt pharaoh and all his household. He brought you, uh, brought us out from there in order to bring us in to give us to land which he had sworn to our fathers. I am like really skipping Mm -hmm. over words and paraphrasing, but you can read it. Um, But anyway, basically to me what this is saying in today's words is we're bond slaves right now. We're, in, we're yes. in bondage. If you're not a believer in Jesus, that he's real, mm-hmm. you're a bond slave to evil. You're a bond slave to uh, the pleasures of this world,
1: to the lies of this world. Yes. There, there's a revival underway of, of a return to the uh, other gods. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Kahn has written a book called The Return of the Gods. Yes. It's a, it's a modern book right now, and, and people are falling back into worship of ancient entities. And things like witchcraft and the occult, there's a huge uptick in, in that. Yeah. And uh, all of these things are forbidden by God. And see that,
0: mm. to just kind of bring us back to the point of legacy again, so that we don't lose sight of that word today of what mm. the word is. Yes. That legacy is is what are we teaching our children? Are we teaching them wickedness, or are we teaching them righteousness? Oh my! Yes. So let's you know we've talked about the Old Testament and. Moses was trying to get people to understand and see the legacy that God wanted us to hand, wanted the Israelites to hand down to his people, his chosen people. Mm -hmm. But in today's term, there's a legacy that we hand down that relates to the
1: Old Testament today. And you have a story that tells us of that. this is a, a contrast between two families uh, probably within the last 200 years or so. It's yeah. a, a family, the Jonathan Edwards family, one of the greatest minds that uh, God has ever given America. Right. He was a theologian and he lived in the state of New York. He was a Christian man and he had built his uh, life mm-hmm. on the teachings of Christ. He had received Christ and uh, he believed in Christ, based his life on the teachings of, of the Lord. And um, he believed in Christian training, like right. uh, we just read in Deuteronomy 6. He actually acted on that passage. He taught his children to obey the commandments of God and to trust in Jesus Christ. Well, he married a girl of like character, right Sh- She espoused all the biblical teachings and ble- they both received Christ. And from this union, men have studied 729 descendants, and of this number, uh, that's a lot of descendants, you know. That's a, yeah, a uh, lot of generations yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, was when they when they analyzed those 729, there was 300 preachers of the gospel. 300 of those 729. Half of, almost half. Yeah. 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 There were 65 college professors. Right. There were 13 university presidents. There were 60 authors of some really good books. There were three United States congressmen. There was one vice president of the United States. And um, uh, barring, there was one grandson who married a questionable character. (laughs) Barring that, the family has not cost the state a single dollar. There was no cost to the state for any members of this family except for that one grandson. And to contrast that family, that's a long family line, Jonathan Edwards, There's another man named Max Jukes. He lived in the very same state, but he did not believe in Christ. He did not embrace Christian training, and he married a girl like himself, a Mm -hmm. girl of like character. Well, from this union, men have studied one thousand and twenty-six descendants of his family. His family. Okay. The Jukes. This is the Jukes family line. Right. Three hundred of them died. Prematurely. Oh, no. And 100 were sent to the penitentiary for an average of 13 years each. 190 were public prostitutes. Mm -hmm. And there were 100 drunkards, and the family cost the state $1,200,000 in uh, housing them in the penitentiary and whatnot. And they made no helpful contribution to society. The difference in these two families, these two fathers, and the two faiths was caused by Christian home training mm-hmm. and heart conversion. Yeah. And it, it leads us to ask, you know, what choices will, will we make? How will we lead our families?
0: Uh, you there's, know, there's two good examples of legacy. Yeah. One family leaving a legacy of you know, if you haven't already gotten this, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you already have, but mm-hmm. leaving a legacy of Christ followers yes. versus a legacy of not following Christ, just the opposite and look at the results of that. And oh. if you're okay with the the bad results of that, yeah. then, you know, I I don't know what to tell you, but, mm. you know, to me. Leaving a good legacy for our generations. If you love your children, you want to leave a good legacy. Yes. You know, it's not just about the Mm -hmm. money. It's not just about the cars or the wealth or the jewelry. You're leaving something that is substantial, that um, you're leaving a legacy of uh, blessings. Yes. And fulfillment and a purpose and a hope. I mean, if you're a prostitute, and, I, and I'm not talking bad against about prostitutes, mm-hmm. there is a hope mm-hmm. for everybody in this world. But mm-hmm. living that life, you got to know that they
1: live without hope. There's a, a lot of hopelessness. I have met in the inner city ministry. Mm-hmm. I, I work with... Um, street people you know and they've struggled with many addictions and uh, they turn to crime or they turn to prostitution or other things to fund their drug addictions but Mm -hmm. i've talked to a number of them and some of the saddest stories i've ever heard uh, these are children oftentimes of prostitutes Mm -hmm. and they don't know their fathers and then they have one of them has nine children herself and she doesn't know where any of them are. Yeah. And I hear stories like that, and I think of the legacy it's being passed down. You know, yeah. several generations. On the other hand, one person in this in either line can receive Christ, right. and and begin to establish a new legacy.
0: You know that? Oh man, you just let uh-huh. <laughs> you just let into it. I mean, I was literally just thinking this, okay? And and I mean, this is not staged. I'm no, no. telling you, this is like freestyle. Yeah. But um, that really does lead into something that I was going to talk about in Deuteronomy. And people, if you'll turn there to Deuteronomy seven, mm-hmm. verses six through seven, okay. um, you can stop, dead stop, yes. in your tracks, right where you're at, and mm-hmm. say, "Enough is enough." And I want to be on the right track. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage people with this because it's never too late. Even if you wake up in the midst of it and say, oh, it's too late. You know, I've got I've got 20 or I've got nine Mm -hmm. children. Like you said, that lady has. Even so, it doesn't make any difference. God will use that. Mm-hmm. To bless you and 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 uh, with it's His grace that He gives to you. Yes, there's nothing that you can do on your own. All you have to do is from your heart want to change and do better. And it's not easy. It's not easy to change, but that's why that's what the Holy Spirit's for yeah. is to indwell us, come in as a helper, as a teacher, and He will do that if you if you just
1: if your heart will turn but um, there's a there's a passage that says whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord yeah uh, you can you can come in and start a new life immediately yeah
0: but let me tell you what happens when that happens alright let me give some encouragement so Deuteronomy 7 mm-hmm. 6 through 7 mm-hmm. you're a cho you're, you were chosen for a purpose I mean, that's how special God Mm. sees you. Verse 6, for you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people of his own possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. (laughs) That applied to the Israelite people, but it also applies to all of his People today who are saved that believe in Jesus Christ as mm-hmm. Lord and Savior. Verse 7 The Lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were more <laughs> in number than any of his peoples, for you were the fewest <laughs> of all of his peoples. Verse 8 I'm going to go ahead and read 8 But because the Lord loved you <laughs> and kept the oath which he swore to your forefathers, the Lord brought you out by a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he can deliver you from the hand of um, sin, and he can redeem you in the slavery that you're in, if you're a mm-hmm. prostitute or you're addicted to drugs, he brings people out of that. Now, does that mean that you're no longer a sinner? No, but it does mean now you have a helper to walk through this life mm-hmm. and to help you with your sin and to, to help teach you and, and the other contrast I wanted to make when you were talking about your story mm. um, was that the Israelite people, when Moses talked to the people in Deuteronomy 6, mm-hmm. they went out and they, they went into the land of the promised, right, and yes. they intermarried and they, mm-hmm. they did all kind of abominations and, and yeah, God punished them because they, oh, yeah. they were away
1: from the Lord. If, if you identify with the people who don't worship the Lord, you'll receive the same uh, treatment that they receive. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because he, he corrects us because he wants mm-hmm. us to turn back to him. Yes, yes. I think there's something in Numbers, Numbers 14 about that. Oh, plenty. Yes. Yeah. So um, and I could be wrong about that passage. But, yeah. you know, he wants us to turn away from our wickedness. So we'll turn back to him. Yeah. And that's. so he puts us in situations where uh, we'll do just that it 's you know he 's breaking yeah. our will he 's right. trying to break our will of lawlessness <laughs> mm-hmm. into a will of wanting to follow him
1: yeah that 's it if if we ever see him for who he is and recognize you know his ways are actually far better than my ways yeah uh, I want to follow him he will receive us and uh gladly put us on the right track he offers yeah. to
0: yeah well we 've got some bible some other <coughs> bible verses. Um, yes. mm-hmm. and uh, you know how about I read them and then I'm going to let you kind of uh, go through and, and mm-hmm. tell us how it pertains to uh, legacy but you've okay. got down here from Proverbs 10:7, which is a good one mm-hmm. you know if we get dig deep into this but the mm-hmm. memory of the righteous the memory mm-hmm. of the righteous is blessed
1: mm-hmm. but the name of the wicked will rot okay. yes and the uh, when the Bible speaks of uh, of uh, different characters in the Bible, right. there are some names that stand out, and they're fa- they're thought of quite favorably, mm-hmm. like uh, King David, right, uh, or um, Solomon, or uh, King uh, Jehoshaphat. You know, there's different characters, Noah or uh, Job, or you know, different biblical right. characters. Their memories, what they stood for, they weren't perfect people. No. No, uh, they David uh, committed adultery and murder, and their ultimate loyalty was to the Lord God. Yeah, and the wicked, on the other hand, are opposed to the Lord God. Right. So, at the the outcome, when you think back, the wicked, uh, their legacy will not amount to anything good. It'll become. It'll be. Ca- it'll be ca- it's. It's rot. It'll decay. It's kind of like
0: a, a a rotten potato in a sack of potatoes. <laughs>
1: There's right? a stench to it. Yes. Yeah. A and it potato. spreads
0: to the other potatoes. It
1: uh, it rottens the other potatoes. And that's around how it, our yeah.
0: legacy works. If we're wicked yeah. and rotted. Yeah. We're going to rot. Our potatoes in the bag with us, which yes. may be our families
1: or our children's
0: that's, or whatever.
1: That's exactly it. Sin will contaminate anything it comes in contact with, yeah. and if we embrace it and harbor it, our families will suffer,
0: right.
1: and uh, their children. There's uh, third and fourth generations of families that still suffer from the sins of the fathers. Yeah,
0: and and, and you know, let me just stop right here because I'm getting a prompting, but you know it, it's not that we're saying this to hurt you or to sound ugly oh. but we're trying to get people to
1: recognize that's all to
0: wake up
1: yeah. You That's know? all. We're just uh, pointing out a, a, a reality. We're not yeah. judging here. No, we're just uh, no. we're just explaining. Here's the consequences of uh,
0: thousands of years of examples after example after yes. example is not a coincidence. It's reality. Yeah. About you know history is is a gift. It truly is. Yes, you know that yeah. we learn from our mistakes. Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't need to run from our mistakes. We need to learn from our learn mistakes.
1: from history. Yep. Genesis uh, chapter five outlines many many people. It's a, it's in, um, a genealogy, but if you look at the story, it says uh, Adam lived so many years. He had sons and daughters. He lived right. so many years after that, and then he right. died. Right. And uh, that's the legacy that you see. There's one man in that list right. whose name's Enoch. Yeah. He walked with God. Right. And he was not, for God took him. Yeah. And his legacy, he's known as a man who walked with God. And uh, yeah. it's quite different. We hear quite a bit about him. But the other ones, you just hear the report they died, or you don't hear anything about them. There's right. not much left uh, right. for the legacy of the wicked. Right. All right, and then
0: we have, um, we can turn to 1 Timothy 5, Mm -hmm. 8, and I'll just read that. But if anyone does not provide for his own, (laughs) and when we hear the word provide, we think about like food and shelter and things Mm -hmm. like that. But it can also be a spiritual provision you know? Yes. Um, but if anyone does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than
1: an unbeliever. And that's First mm-hmm. Timothy 5a. Mm-hmm. Uh, a household can be a place for children to learn the scriptures, yeah. to learn the Christian teaching, right. or it can be a place where they uh, uh, watch television and get indoctrinated by the worldly um yeah. pursuits. We let the world raise our kids rather than us raising our yeah. children. And Yeah. I was so blessed to have a godly mom yeah. and her she gave me birth physically. And then in nineteen sixty two she was born again spiritually. Right. right. And from that moment on it was her heart's desire that I be born again. Right. And so she set out to teach me the scriptures and to pray for me and it worked. I'm so thankful because a person uh, needs to be born again, uh, that's the really important matter. But if a person's not provided for physically or naturally or spiritually, right, the outcome is, is not good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, and then we've
0: got one last verse, and um, it's mm. from Proverbs thirteen twenty two. I love this one. <laughs> um, a God, a good man, leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Mm -hmm. I love the way that's worded. It's not just his children, but it's his children's children. So your grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. And I had you explain to me that off camera and, yeah. and I will really, go through that again
1: All the right. second
0: half of that. I got the first half okay. but I
1: want to explain the second half so go ahead. The, the wealth of the sinner, when the Israelites were captives in Egypt, the Egyptians, the Egyptians were pursuing wealth and they had accumulated a lot of gold and silver and wealth Right. but when God was ready to deliver the Israelites, he sent Moses in to bring the Israelites out of Egypt, Right. they left with the wealth of egypt the egyptians loaded them down with gold and silver and they were wealthy when they left right after years of bondage and so the egyptians didn't get to enjoy that wealth they watched the israelites carry it away (laughs) so so it was stored up For the children of God, yeah, and it's going to work that way. The uh, the real blessings that God's going to bestow on people are for those who are faithful to to Jesus Christ, those who love Him.
0: You know, and unfortunately, and I don't want to leave the wrong impression uh, before we close here, but um, you know, I I think a lot of people today, and I could be wrong about this, but if we have anyone out there that thinks that, you know, this this blessing. Mm. That God promises is uh, in wealth and in mm. you know uh, things like that that temporal we, goods yeah yeah that we commonly think is wealth mm-hmm. um, it's not necessarily like that we we may still have and we probably will because Jesus told us we would be persecuted and go through trials and tribulations the difference is is that. God will be with us just like he was with the Israelite people. Yes. God will never turn his back on us, but we will always turn our back on him. And we got to remember as we pass down our legacy, Christian legacy yeah. to future generations to remind our children that God doesn't turn his back on us. No. He, you know, if we, be- if we will have faith in him, mm-hmm. he will never leave us nor forsake us. and um, we've, we've got to teach that legacy um, to our, our children. Um, it, it, it's not for the world to, you know, the world will perish someday.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: But, right? But, but we, we as Christians who follow after the Lord will not perish. No. We will have eternal, everlasting life. And once we, I'm ta- I was teaching a class this morning about this, about eternity and our salvation. Once the Lord has you in his hand, once you've accepted the Lord and you're following after him, become his disciple. No one, not even anything on earth nor under the heavens are going to snatch us from his hands. And there's a lot of security in that. Mm. And that's the legacy that we can have the opportunity to pass on to our children or to others if
1: they would just be open to that. Yes. A change at any point along the way from uh, basically not relying on God or not trusting God. If if you make a decision at some point to trust Him, He you can see clearly yes. the changes that take place. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, you ha- you have you shared a really good example of that with me earlier oh. about. Uh, <laughs> Uh, finances and tithing and yes. things like that yeah
0: he shows himself faithful in a lot of ways every yeah. day all yeah. day long it's yeah. just it's never ending i'm never ceased to be amazed at how god works and it's not just our lives or in my life it's in mm-hmm. other people's lives too you hear it
1: and yeah. you know it's god you just know what it is. So. we we know by experience how he blesses us and uh, we just want everyone he wants to bless everyone uh, that will receive Christ, he'll bless you. Yeah. And uh it it's many many different ways. The ultimate blessing is eternal life. Yeah. Through Christ. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, um That was a good episode. I appreciate that. So um, (laughs) we're glad that you were with us today in this episode. And and hopefully uh, you got the word
1: legacy and now you understand what it means, maybe in a different way, in a different light. I think so. It sure brought some thoughts to my mind about some things. I want (laughs) to leave a good legacy. Well, we thank you for joining us today. And uh, stay in the word. And may God richly bless you and your children's children. God bless.